cassette you are about to play may contain content not suitable for all audiences. Please mind description warnings wherever they may be written. Consider that a friendly reminder. Testing, testing, one, two, three, and there. <laughs> okay, looks like everything is in order now. Here we go then. Okay, okay. I wanted to make my first official statement sound good. Uh, something I could actually turn into the society, so. <clears throat> uh, hello, uh, my name is... Today is... Today is day uh, one out in the field, uh, f following posted case uh, number 00346. Um, as I'm sure you're aware, if you're listening to this, uh, there, there's been a string of disappearances in the Riddenswood Forest. Um, I'm, uh, I'm alone in Ground Zero, and that's uh, not great already. Uh, I'm not good at this. Not good at this kind of thing. Making tapes and, and sounding professional. Why why did I think tape recording was a good idea? Again, what's better than good old-fashioned pen and paper? Journals are the investigator's best friend. <sighs> all right, all right. Rant over. No use getting upset. Can you edit tape? It, is this all getting into my statement? I I mean, well, I, I, guess, I, guess I'll, I guess I'll get to that when I... To turn things in, I suppose. Um, <clears throat> doesn't matter, doesn't matter. Uh, Riddens Wood has claimed four souls in the past month, all disappearing without a trace into the fog, all seen last headed towards the North Trailhead entrance. Lost in Riddens so far are Cedric Larson, Tamika Hendricks, Alice Ne- uh, Annie, Annie Nearheart, a Annie. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, uh, Annie, <laughs> near heart. Uh, I, uh, I just, uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I guess nerves. Um, the, the most recent disappearance was that of Norman Marshall. <clears throat> Normally the burning veil society wouldn't look into something like this and, and just leave it to the police, but that's if it wasn't for Norman's last reported phone call. At approximately 5.23 a.m. local time, the Marshall household phone rang. Marshall's husband answers and reports the following statement. Hello? David? Hello? <sighs> okay. Okay. That's... that's fine. No one's on the other end of this line. That's fine. I'll just... I'll just tell you what happened then. At first, everything was as it should be. The camping ground was empty, bright. Hiking was easy, calming. I've done this before. Ridings and camping. You know that, David. If you ever hear this, 
Camping ground was full. It's Saturday. Always full on Saturday. My spot was there, though. You know the one, David. The wind began to pick up. I always think, just briefly, that it will guide me into the thickest part of the woods and leave me to die in a clearing. Just abandon me with the underbrush. But the wind slows, and I start to set up my tent. I hear something. I feel something brush against my side. It's an old woman. Only an old woman. I can't remember her face. Why... Why can't I... She whispers something to me. What did she say? I don't... It hurts to remember. She... It's... There's... I, I knew there was... She knows something. Her voice is cold and unfriendly. Her beady eyes dart away from me as she slinks past my spot. She's not looking at me anymore, but I can feel her eyes digging their dark nails into my flesh and blood. What does she know? What did she say? I turn away from her to silence in her eyes. They're so loud. And she's watching. She's watching. She's watching. She's... People moved around their tents and campfires, the tide pulling them in and out. The woman stood still, a rock stuck deep in the sand. The other campers don't seem to notice that old woman, that thing that stands among them, just standing. Minutes later, her eyes are louder than ever, and yet I don't know where she is. I'd gone back to my tent, pitching, hitting a spike deep into the soft earth, when I look back up, and I don't see the woman. I, I don't... I don't know where anyone is. The campground, though moments ago was filled with people, is empty. I am alone, and the wind has stopped. No wind, no people, no, no. I close my eyes. I try to center myself. I'm just tired, walking, hiking. I was tired. I, when I opened my eyes again, no people, but a solitary payphone. The phone hangs off the hook. I, it's all I had. All I have. I, David, I dialed our home's number as fast as I could, afraid the mirage would end. Can you? hear me. Please, tell me you can hear this. Can you? Oh, God. Her eyes, I can see them in the trees. There's so many of them. I just, oh, God. And that's the end of the statement. Norman Marshall was never seen or heard from again.
Further investigation of the northmost campground provided no evidence of a phone or existing phone lines. However, David Marshall received a phone call. Even call tracing put it back to the campground where Norman was last seen. A phone call from nowhere, from a phone that doesn't, can't, and shouldn't exist. Even more intriguing, the other people mentioned in Norman's final words were never reported either. According to the witness that saw Norman enter the trail at around 9 o'clock p.m. Saturday, claimed that he was the only one going in or out that night. Not a popular spot, after all. (laughs) Uh, So, this is the part where case number 00346 comes in. And, uh, who knows? Maybe I'll be the one to find that phone. Or, better yet, one of the four missing persons. Uh, wouldn't be too bad for the first official case I'm taking on myself. For the record, I've got all the essentials on me, just so whoever is reviewing my tape for submission knows that I'm a true professional in investigation, naturally. Uh, ah, act, ah, ah, um, <clears throat> uh, journals are so much more forgiving. Ah, uh, apologies. <laughs> It's about 10 p.m. local time in Riddens, for the record. Uh, The provided detailed reports of the area give a really strange account about the way the trees seem to bend when it's dark out, almost as if they're reaching out for you. Like they're outstretched, just begging for you to take their hands and be guided quietly off away into the night, just like you never existed. I'm sure that that might just be a rumor, but I don't know. There's just something about it. Uh, the woods seem to stretch on forever, unending. I guess I don't know what I expected out of a forest responsible for so many disappearances, but the air is oppressive, heavy. It's as if it's as if this place has been painted over with an illusory red X, a deterrent from the senses. I can't say I enjoy the feeling. Uh, <laughs> got myself good there. <laughs> you know, uh, I was never so distracted when I wrote. Uh, I never I never spoke to myself either. Nervous habit, I guess. New nervous habit. <laughs> Feels like I'm used to talking to someone, but but I've always done this alone. <laughs> Maybe Maybe recording just brings this out of me. Sort of feels like the night you'd hear wolves howling in the distance. It's the perfect atmosphere, what with the cool night air and the... Something just... Something just darted into the trees. It it, it looked long and slender, dark as the starless sky above me, and, and fast, dangerously fast. A creature that only knows prey, that that made no sound as it moved. I I don't want to come off as someone who can't handle the unknown, but something about the way it moved, I I can't describe it. There, there it was again. It's it's low and closer. What is that? If I was journaling, I'd sketch you a picture, but... (sighs) It's close. 
No! What the hell are you? Get, get off! I... I think... I think I got away, but... Not well. I... I don't... I don't know what the hell that thing was, but... I don't... I don't even know what... I... I just... Get a grip. Get a grip. Uh, I... I fell down a, a short cliffside. Uh, it's... Uh, there's a, a sort of clearing. Uh, if I... If I can just get my bearings... Okay, well... I think I found a beach of some sort. I didn't hear any water, but uh, it's clear and sandy down here. And it's much, much preferable to those trees. I don't, I don't think it followed me. Uh, but it's like, it's like we're at the edge of water. Uh, I, I don't see any. I, I don't see much of anything at all, but sand, sand. Oh God, I, I don't even, I, where the hell am I? If, if I could just, uh, uh, listen, uh, it's, it's not sand. It's, it's God, it's uh, this, this beach. It's, it's teeth. Oh God, where am I? Cassette Descending is written and produced by Peyton Zignego. It features the voices of Peyton Zignego, Derek Isley, and Camille Summers, and theme music produced by Kat Kamarul-Zaman. It takes a great deal of work to yank these tapes out of their cassette player, so we'd love to hear what you think of our efforts. You can rate us on whatever listening platform you found yourself on, or tell us on Twitter, at CassettePod underscore etc. You can spell that at C-A-S-S-E-T-T-E-P-O-D underscore E-T-C. That's also where we translate the wind whispers to tell you when the next episode will be released from confinement. We appreciate you lending your ears. If your eyes would like some food as well, check the description for links to both Twitter and more in-depth episode information. Thank you for listening. We wish you well on the long journey ahead. We hope our audio waves will cross again. Cassette 